I tried lying on the forest floor to catch a glimpse of this world through the eyes of an ant. At first, it looked like the world from a lower vantage point through the eyes of a human. Then I fell asleep. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. While the weather this time of year is certainly known for being incredibly variable, few things tell me summer has arrived more than floating on a local pond or lake and enjoying the sunshine while I fish. It truly isn't so much about catching the fish, it's simply being outside, slowing down, and noticing the little things that make the edges of ponds in our area so vibrant. Spiders held aloft on gossamer webs spun in highbush blueberry branches outstretched over the water. A lone eagle soaring high above seeming to be entirely indifferent to my presence. A loon diving purposefully and workmanlike for its lunch. But one thing that really feels iconically like summer is the buzzing of insects, and I do especially love watching the aerial ballet of one insect that happens to be out right now. The white skimmer dragonfly. All dragonflies are part of the taxonomic order of Odonata, whose name is derived from the Greek meaning toothed one. They are so called for the serrate teeth that they use to capture their prey. Within this order, there are several divisions, but perhaps most important for the amateur naturalist is to differentiate between the dragonflies and damselflies. Broadly, damselflies have a thinner, almost needle-like abdomen and tend to hold their wings together and behind them at rest. Dragonflies, by contrast, have a much chunkier build, and when at rest, they leave their wings out flat. Dragonflies use their well-developed serrated jaw to capture their prey, something they do at all life stages. When dragonfly eggs hatch out in rivers and ponds, they begin their life as aquatic nymphs. At this stage, they spend their life on the bottom and on aquatic vegetation hunting other insects. As they grow, they hunt larger and larger prey, and eventually, the larger species of dragonflies will even hunt and eat small fish and tadpoles. To do this, the nymphs use their hydraulically powered structure in their jaw to literally launch their mouth parts at their prey. After several years, the nymphs grow large enough to hatch out as adult dragonflies. In this stage, they hunt insects on the wing with an astonishing 95% success rate. Each individual adult can eat anywhere from 30 to hundreds of mosquitoes each day, which shows not only how important dragonflies are to our comfort and safety, but also how important mosquitoes and other biting insects are to the well-being of dragonflies and, by extension, the birds, fish, and amphibians that rely on them as a food source. When ice fishing my favorite brook trout pond, I have found that the stomachs of the trout I keep are usually entirely full of dragonfly nymphs. This makes me think twice when I see all those advertisements on eradicating mosquitoes, as it seems to be bad business for both fish and dragonflies alike. Dragonflies come in so many sizes and colors, but for me, the white skimmer always sticks out as rather unique among them all. White skimmers are a medium-sized dragonfly with a bold single band of black contrasted against an otherwise crystal-clear wing. The abdomen of both the males and females is willow-leaf-shaped and rather stout, almost plump, when compared to other dragonflies. The coloration of the male's abdomen is a powdery whitish-blue that really makes the species of dragonfly stand out. This abdomen is held aloft when at rest as a territorial warning sign to other males in the area. So this weekend, whether paddling or going for a walk by a pond or a quiet backwater, you can keep an eye out for the acrobatic hunting displays of a dragonfly. 
If you happen to see one at rest, you might take a closer look at its coloration and other markings to see if it could be a white skimmer dragonfly. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology.